Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Listen to the morning show on the trail this morning. Very much uh, enjoy it every time I get to tune in. Love listening to my guy, Robert Chase. Broadcast on 103.3 FM, Montana's Quality Rock. But he was playing some Clash, and I texted him uh, right after he played that song on the trail morning show. And uh, I said, Always more Clash. Play me the Clash as much as you can. And he just texted back, you never cease to amaze me. And I didn't know if he was, like, giving me props for my music chops or that he's surprised that I love the Clash or that he maybe doesn't like the Clash. I don't know. I can't wait to follow up. Robert is like a... He's like having a, a music library as your friend. You can just ask him about any and all band or music, and uh, he's just got it nailed. Welcome back. Duan is now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on your Thursday. Miss anything in the first hour? Several different interviews. We heard from Kyle Mahelish, the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins and the head coach of the Western All-Stars in the East-West Shrine game this upcoming weekend. We also heard from Royce Robinson of Fergus County uh, High School. He is playing for the East Squad. He's also headed to Montana State to play basketball now after decommitting from Carroll College after Kurt Paulson's resignation. And we also heard from Lane Kearns, Hamilton High School product, who's headed to Seattle Pacific to play on their women's basketball team there in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Well, I had so many different things I wanted to talk to you about, and I don't remember any of them because I had way too much fun at the Kettle House Amphitheater last night. Uh, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio, recording on a Wednesday morning. It was a Tuesday night. Get it together. It was my first show out there. You know, I'm, I'm just being dramatic. I actually uh, have a lot of talk to talk to you about. I remember most of it. Uh, <laughs> Chicago... What a city. I know. It's my kind of town. Uh, not my kind of town. Oh. I, I very much enjoyed a lot of it. The historical architecture is amazing. Like the intricacies of the designs on the buildings and all the engraving and the gargoyles and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's super cool. Yeah. The Riverwalk is amazing. I cannot be around that many people. I know. I know. 
you can't even like cross the street without touching people. We were there a couple of years ago and my boys loved it because, you know, we live in Missoula. So they were all into the city. And my husband was like, I'm going back to the hotel. Like he could not handle it. It, I, was, just, it was hot too. There, it was just, ugh. There's this Starbucks in uh, right along the Magnificent Mile. They call it a quote unquote experimental Starbucks. It's six floors. They try out all these different things that then I think if it works, they, they take it to the other Starbucks. So different pastries and drinks and all this. The music is louder than a club. There were so many people That's in there. signs of age right there. I, I mean, <laughs> I went into this place simply to use the bathroom. That's the other part about Chicago. There's no public bathrooms no. anywhere. Do you know what would happen if there were? I, 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 I analyzed all of this. I was very frustrated, though, when I was just looking for a bathroom. Yeah. So I go into the Starbucks. I wait for like 20 minutes to get in the bathroom because there's so many people waiting to go to the bathroom. And uh, I had to go sit down outside afterwards. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> it's a lot of people. I was like, am I having a panic attack? Is this what it's like? Candace is like, no, you just have only ever lived in a town of uh, Mike Missoula. <laughs> you know, when we get, whenever we land at the airport in either LA or Chicago or a big city, I'm like, where are all these people coming from? It's amazing. It's shocking. And it, I don't like it. It actually makes me feel like totally irrelevant. Being around so many people. Oh, wow. You got to get that deep. I know. <laughs> it's so weird, though. Uh, Chicken does those sports here on ESPN Radio. So I had a great time in the Midwest, though. Uh, Milwaukee, way nicer than I thought it was going to be. Chicago, way bigger than I thought it was going to be. But all in all, you Midwestern folks are pretty good. Yeah, we're nice peeps. Pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you throw some Canadian in there. And here, I know. Here you it's are. It's like the nicest people pleaser you're ever going to meet. Here right you are. Here. Uh, what's Unless go- you cross me. <laughs> Uh, what's going on? Uh, what's going well, on in the world of the, no sports? Let's talk about um, the NBA Finals for a minute. Nikola Jokic is is uh, becoming my favorite person. I've never related to anyone more. <laughs> He's just like, I want to go home. Somebody I mean, when he me found home. out about the parade, he was like, no. I want to go home. When's the parade? No, no, no. I have to go home on Thursday. Not happening. No, I have a flight. <laughs> I'm done. Get me out of here. Now, does he live in, where does he live? I believe he lives in Serbia. Okay, so he from. wanted to go home, home. like Right, yeah. other side of the world, yes. Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, he probably had his heart set on like getting through the finals and just getting out of there. Um, there were some other cute things about him that I just, he was, um, made sure he shook every hand of every player every on the guy. other team. Yep. Loved that. Yep. He has like a little thing where he points to his hand to to his family mm-hmm. and it symbolizes something I don't know but like he's always and he's always blowing them kisses. Oh, I mean yeah. he's just the sweetest. Did you see the picture of him when he was 5 years old oh, yeah. in the Denver Nuggets sweatshirt? Oh yeah. I mean they weren't even a thing yet. For sure. It, it's a it's an amazing story. He's so atypical. I think that the the vast majority of NBA fans and followers are having a hard time like compartmentalizing him. Because he's not about his brand and right. I'm so cool and look at all my swagger and I got all my, you know, I got my whole entourage and I got my shoes and I got my cars. He's not like that at all. No. I think people are having a hard time like wrapping their minds around it. But I mean, he's unquestionably now at this point, the greatest basketball player on the planet and, I mean, that was a decisive playoff performance from start to finish. What's weird to me is 
I know I'm not in the sports world that much, like on my, uh, in my... Well, it's because you're the chick who doesn't know sports. Right. But I didn't even know that the Nuggets had won until, <laughs> I don't even know when. I was like, oh, it's over? I love, how, I love how you know about the press conference, but you don't even know what they're doing the press conference about. The reason I knew they won was because I saw the press conference about the parade. And I was like, well, if he's on a parade, they must have won. That's right. Anyway. Uh, the most striking part to me of the, uh, the post game, first two, two things. One, he had an all-time great quote. Lisa Salters asked him what it meant to him, and he said, we have completed our jobs, yes. and now it's time to go home. Yeah. It wasn't, I've been, working, party. I've been working for this my whole life. I'm going to Disney World. It's so good, blah, blah, blah. Nope. We have finished the job. We are now going I home. I know. Great. Uh, the other part, though, I thought was, th- and this hasn't gotten any play. This was the most impressive part of the whole thing. He held his little girl during the entire post game, from the interview all the way through the trophy ceremony and everything. She's on the court. There's 20,000 people screaming and yelling and cheering. This little girl is the calmest person I've ever seen. She didn't react to any of it. She's yeah. just like her dad. Yeah. Just stone cold the whole time. Just looking around. But no kid wouldn't be fussing and freaking out. Yeah. She's just sitting there taking it all in. No idea what's going on. Just loving it. Benadryl will do that. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't give her Benadryl. I really think it's just genetics. Yeah. That's exactly how he is. He's not affected by any of it. Yeah. And I think that's why he's so good. I think he's awesome. I I think everyone could take a little lesson from him. I mean, it would have been nice to see a smile, but like, you know, I just think he's there to do his job, which he clearly hates. And he's just like, I'm done. I want to go home. I, and I, I love it. We were talking about this yesterday with Justin Angle. A chick who doesn't know sports uh, here on ESPN Radio, presented by Hot House Yoga and the Hype House. Um, me and Jay were talking about um, how Novak Djokovic won the Australian Open this last weekend. So you have Nikola Djokovic and Novak Djokovic, both from Serbia. Yeah. Serbia has less people than Chicago. Like, that's a real fact. To have these two superstars. I mean, they're like two of the great athletes on the planet. But but it's also just so funny because our American way of viewing things, we have a hard time, like, absorbing these guys. Djokovic is now unquestionably the greatest tennis player of all time. Yeah. But people don't want to talk about that because he's not... What they're... He, he's not he's not suave like Roger Federer and he's right. not pretty like Rafael Nadal and he's not cool like Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi. It's just really weird that the Eastern European thing, they're so disciplined and exactly. stern. They're raised to do the job. Do the job. The, this is my job. I play tennis. This yep. is my job. I play basketball. I mean, Djokovic is a machine at this point. I mean, he, yeah. it, the way he just dissects people on a tennis court is unbelievable. Did we ever figure out what was on his chest, the Iron Man we, thing? We still haven't, and it's certainly still a talking point for sure. So Maybe they're just robots. <laughs> I, I mean, I do think that they're trained to be very robotic in their yeah. way of operating. I think that's why they're such good athletes, though. They right. They're not distracted. Half of the problem with all these NBA superstars, we talk about them all the time, they're all such emotional little weirdos mm-hmm. like they're all over the place it's like high school drama queens right and Jokic is not in on any of that and that's very much like Djokovic as well so yeah. I don't know there's something to be said for do it do you for think sure. they hang out man can you imagine that like hey. I honestly don't think that Nikola Jokic hangs out with anybody besides his, his wife family. and his child <laughs> yeah like I bet you he's gonna go back to Serbia and he's not gonna see anybody yeah I mean he's not a good I don't think he's a good time nobody's coming over for like <laughs> right. the championship party I guarantee he's probably gonna go sit at home and like read Tolstoy for the right. next couple of weeks you're 100% not right. talk to anybody maybe his wife that's about it yeah his wife is super uh, engaged though like she goes yeah. crazy at those games she's cute too is she and American she's super cute I don't know actually 
Um, Chicken does no sports. Uh, did you do any yoga this week? I did. I went. Um, I'm jealous. I have not been since pre-vacation. I, I definitely need it. Monday morning at 6.30, and then I might go tonight at 6. I'm not sure. I might go tonight for um, yoga, sculpt, or I might go Wednesday, or no, Friday at noon for core power. Very good. One of the two. Um I don't want all my fans showing up, guys, okay? <laughs> it's very brave of me to put this out there in the public. I need uh, I need to go. Circling, yeah, circling, circling back to the, uh, the Midwest trip, how is it that everybody eats like that? And I, I hardly saw any overweight people, but everybody's eating just cheese curds well, and protein. Well, I think where you were was more of a touristy area. Yeah, that's probably So, right. like, you go there and you eat, like, you don't eat like that all the time. And believe sure. me, people do and they well, don't look good, okay? <laughs> so, you might have just seen... Uh, but trust me. Well, our our uh, boss here uh, has a theory. She she says the only way it starts to affect you is if you stop doing it. If you just eat like that all the time, that just becomes the way that you are. Um, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with that. I don't even know. She's That's like, a great theory. She's, she's, telling me, she's like, if you just eat cheese curds and poutine all the time, it doesn't affect you. It's just when you stop eating it and then go back to it. That's when it really affects you. Um, Where did she get her medical degree? <laughs> I was like, hey, whatever makes you happy, you're doing great. Yeah, I mean, listen, if that works for her, that's great. But I can assure you that the obesity rate in the Midwest is high. Uh, totally. Yeah. So uh, I need some hot yoga. Um, to answer your question, uh, Nikola Djokic's wife is also Serbian. She's okay. from, from Serbia. Okay. Um, so I need some yoga. I definitely need some spin. Go check out Hot House Yoga downtown Missoula or the Hype House. Spin classes, strength classes, all sorts of good things going down uh, there at the Hype House located on Tool Avenue right across from DraftWorks. What else is going on? Dion Sanders. Okay, what's up with Dion? Uncle Prime, or what is he called? Mr. Prime? Dr. Prime? Dr. Prime. He's just called Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going with Uncle Prime. Okay, fine. Dion Sanders at... Uh, University of Colorado Boulder. He's coaching. Guess how many returning players out of 85 he has? Like 10? Yes. Yeah, he kept the whole team. 46 new transfers. I believe it. And then he's holding on to some scholarships for some walk-ons or something. I don't know. Yeah. He just dismantled that whole team. For sure. How do you feel about that? Well, they've sucked. Okay. I mean, this is the new, this is new college football. I mean, if you're going to give... People extended eligibility and free transfer rule and uh, NIL is a part of it. It's just it's become the Wild West. Here's what's gonna here's what's gonna happen at Colorado. Deion Sanders is doing this to the most extreme level of any college football coach. It's either going to work unbelievably well or it's gonna be a total disaster. I don't think there's any in between. Okay. It's going. It's testing several different things. First of all. How good of a recruiter is he? But second of all, how do you balance revamping your talent with team chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. He certainly upgraded their talent. He cut a bunch of guys and brought a bunch of guys in that are better. I think that's just objectively true. But then how do they get along? How do they make a team? Right. Bring in 46 new guys. You can't have 46 stars. You got to have a right. whole bunch of guys that want to be role players. Who's going there to now, be a role player? I don't know. It sounds like he brought in several from his old university. He did. So, yeah, Jacksonville State. Um, so they've got chemistry. For sure. Probably. For sure. 
But I guess I also am so interested to see how that goes because this is the other thing is Deion Sanders and his persona and who he is and how he how he operates. It fits wonderfully well at uh, an HBCU at a historically black college like mm-hmm. like Jacksonville State, and I mean uh, Jackson, Mississippi is a huge city, but also like they love college football, and that's their team, and it's like a whole. I don't know if you've yeah. been to Boulder lately. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's as we make fun of Missoula and Bozeman for being uppity. It is as uppity as it gets. Do they draw a crowd at? The well, games? that's the other thing is their tradition has been completely dismantled, which is so weird. They had one of the great football programs in the country in the '80s and '90s. They had. Um, I mean, they won a national championship. They played in the Rose Bowl multiple times. They played in multiple big-time New Year's Day bowl games. And then it completely fell apart. There's a whole bunch of reasons as to why. I'm just so interested to see how, like, a lot of those transfers fit in into Boulder. Right. Boulder's a lot different than it used to be. Boulder used to be, like, a really... I mean, it's always been kind of a granola, hippie town, college town. And now it's, like... Now it's, like, so gentrified. There's just so much money there. It's like Bozeman. Totally, it, yeah. it's 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 like Bozeman accelerated. And I love Bozeman. I no, love for Bozeman. sure, Bozeman's super nice. But like, oh, it's like we always talk about, like the quality of life stuff in Bozeman is very much more appealing to like middle aged people, not college kids. You know what I mean? Right. Like college kids, you want to just have the party and stuff. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see how it all works out and and how they all fit in. Well, I love Dion, Uncle Prime. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. It's definitely going to test my theory. Here, here's a theory I've had for a while now. If the quality of life in the town that you're in is exceptional, it's harder to have an elite college football program. We talked about this with ASU. Right. If the party's the same, no matter if you win or lose, I think it's harder to be good. Do you think it'll be like that at Boulder? For sure, because there's so many people that go to school there and there's so many people that live there that don't care about the buffs at all. Yeah. Or like if you're in Auburn, Alabama or Tuscaloosa, Alabama or whatever, when Alabama loses... The town is sad. Everybody's sad. It's not a fun party. Mm-hmm. It's just like we talked about, like in at Arizona State, the party's it's always like whatever. Good. The one thing I do, well, I love, I like Dion just because he's like '90s, you know, for sure, football star. But he, I've seen some clips of him talking to his team about respect and you know, on and off the field and how you should act and how you treat women and. No means no. And all these really, really great things that I think coaches should be, you know, mentoring their kids on that because there's so many kids that just didn't have that brought when they were brought up. So I've enjoyed seeing those little videos. Can you get off your phone? I mean, (laughs) cheese and rice. Uh, Dion is great in terms of marketing the program, engaging with the fan base. That's the thing is Colorado had great fans. How do how do you get them back? Did you hear what I was talking about? Well, and him and the kids. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm just checking because you I'm, were looking at your phone. I'm just making sure that my next call knows that I'm going to be late because okay. you know because you just people like this you morning. people like you know I'm going to be late. Yeah. People that don't know me that well know don't they haven't grasped it. Oh, yet. got it. Okay. I just assume. Uh, add fifteen. No, minutes. I mean Dion is he's great promoter and stuff yeah. and. Uh, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how how this turns out. Um, it's kind of cool. I mean, it must be, I guess these kids are probably too young to like remember him in his, in his prime. For sure. So like, but I mean, I think the, the parents are For probably sure. pretty stoked to have him there and coaching and in the sure. town and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I actually think that helps him too. The fact that he's coaching kids that 
are young enough that they, he's more legendary because they didn't actually see him. You right. know what I mean? Right. He can just tell the Uncle Rico stories and they just exactly. believe Exactly. But their parents know. And the parents know, yeah. right. And then when the dad's like, do you, the kid calls his dad, did Coach Prime really do this? Oh yeah, yeah. Coach Prime really did that. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Yeah. It'll be, it, it's, it's a fascinating experiment. I think it's either going to work wonderfully well or it's going to fail big time. So well, we'll see. That's a great way to look at it. Chicken does no sports <laughs> here on ESPN Radio. What else you got? Did you see Conor McGregor punch Bernie <clears throat> at the Heat mascot? Um in the, one of the games um, over the weekend? You and I were, yesterday were talking about MMA uh, because that's been a, a, a rising thing in Montana. Uh, the Bare Knuckles Fighting Championship uh, has really taken hold, particularly in this state. And uh, so we were talking about you know adding some MMA coverage to the show and, and selling it. Um, our guys, Chad Dundas, who's a good friend of the show, and then his uh, podcast partner, Ben Folks, they were talking about this on their podcast earlier this week. Was this the greatest bit in the history of mascots, or was this like the most mascot stunt gone awry? It was a stunt gone awry. He actually hit him, right? He was supposed to. It was supposed to be a joke. And sure. He was going to hit him, and he was going to fall. Yeah. But then he actually. And then it turns out Conor McGregor's psycho, and he actually hit him. Yeah, and then the guy had to go to the hospital, but he's I mean, okay. <laughs> I can't imagine how terrifying that would be if yeah. Conor McGregor actually hit you. I mean, Conor McGregor is one of the most dangerous people in the world. There is no possible way I would do a bit with him. No way. And he to pretend to hit me. No way. Because the man can He's hit. just going to hit you. Right. He doesn't he care doesn't, at all. Well, he doesn't know. Like, he doesn't probably even realize how strong Oh, for he sure. Is. Well, he's also just, like, among the most unhinged people. That, that as, I mean, He's like, Bernie looked at me weird. He's, I mean, he's gotten in multiple road rage oh, yeah. fights, and, like, he punched that guy on the subway. I mean... In a bar, and... He punched the guy in a bar. Yeah. I mean, this he doesn't understand is that he he's... Is he on steroids? No, I think he's just completely crazy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know. It it's why it he's was... such a good fighter, but he just shouldn't be like in society. No, <laughs> and he shouldn't be doing bits pretending to punch people. Bad idea right. to do that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I could. The best way I could say it is that like Conor McGregor is way more dangerous and unhinged than Mike Tyson, and that's oh, 100%. and that's a crazy yes. thing to say. I think Mike Tyson's chill now. He is. Yeah. He's got a little marijuana line coming <laughs> out. Right. And he's, he's got is, his edibles. He's been he's doing his stand-up chill. comedy. He's been I, doing his therapy. He's actually, Mike Tyson has actually turned into quite the softy in my eyes. It, ha- I think it happens when you age. For sure. I just don't know if Conor McGregor is actually even ever going to get, uh, this is terrible to say. But oh, I know where you're going with I just this. don't know if he'll ever even get to a- a- age. I, he's just so crazy. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's such a liability no matter where he's at. Yeah. It would be awful to be in his like group. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause you just don't know. You don't know. You're like, uh, we're going out with Connor tonight. Everyone bring <laughs> bail money. I'm not going. Yeah. Well, the good part is he has enough money to bail himself out of jail. Right. That's actually probably the bad part. That's probably yeah, why right. he is so crazy. You don't learn lessons. If you don't have <laughs> proper consequences. Oh man. Uh, Nuwana is now ESPN radio. All right. Uh, hopefully the mascot's okay. Uh, what else you got? So messy. Yeah. He was, um, Offered $1.6 billion. $1.6 billion. To play for three years yep. for a Saudi Arabian club. Almost $600 million per year. He turned it down. He turned it down. To play for Miami. I love this. He got massive stock options. They basically gave him like a bunch of Apple stock to play for Miami. I think he also understood... 
the marketing that could happen by coming to America. I don't know. 1.6 billion is insanity. That's not even like, that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But if these Saudi Arabian guys need to give someone money, I'm here. Well, they're trying to give everybody money. I mean, could yeah. we be sponsored by I don't a Saudi want to go Arabian? Down, I mean, we totally could. I don't know if I want to be. That's the whole controversy here. I know. Is that what money is not a th- uh, uh, concern for these people? At what point, like, do they just buy everything? Why and then what does that mean for the world? Why don't they just get the U.S. out of our debt issue? <sighs> Oh, man. <laughs> Kidding. No, don't. We're not going to. I was joking. Don't. <laughs> then they can't exploit us and know, raise the just, gas prices by $2 just, a gallon every single That's where they're getting all the money. Well, well 100%. Yeah. I mean, they have the entire world just... Yeah. Anyway, proud of Messi because um, lots of people would have taken that money. And he said, you know what? I'm good. I, I don't even know what it would possibly be like to sit in a meeting and say, thanks, but no thanks. You're 1.6 billion. I mean, how many billionaires are there on the earth? Like 400, 500? Do you think they offered it knowing he'd turn it down? They're like, let's Man. just call his bluff. I don't think that they expect, I mean, I don't think that the people offering that much money expect anybody to say no. I think they expect everybody to say yes, because yeah. how could you not? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, That shows it, wow. he's got, you know, some, I don't know. I just. I think. mean, to be fair, he has already made hundreds of millions of dollars playing soccer. Right. I and mean, it's not like he's going to go volunteer in Miami. He's going to make a lot of money in Miami. So have too. a lot of those live golfers. They've made True. a ton of money. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to go make more, which fine, whatever. But I, I always wonder, like, at what point is it just like it doesn't even matter? Right. That Dan and I have this talk all the time about like certain actors. Yeah. Like, why are you still trying to turn movies out? Just sit in your money. Right. Enjoy it. Like, chill out. I mean, it's I, like Tom Brady not retiring. Right. Like, relax, dude. <laughs> totally. I mean, I, I totally get that there's probably a huge difference between 1 million and 10 million and 10 million and 50 million. But like after 100 million, what's the difference? Honestly, 10 you million. You can't even like spend it. 10 million, you could easily invest properly, get you know, like oh. if you did the right things, oh. you're set. You're fine. You give me a million dollars, like I'll be rich for the rest of my life. Right. 100%. Yeah. I Someone mean, give us a million. You can go buy like half a house in Missoula. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Rent, rent it out. Uh, that's rent it, it out for twice the mortgage. That's right. And yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, Nuanas Dow, ESPN Radio, Chicken Does No Sports. Anything else here on this Thursday? Last story. Okay. Wilt Chamberlain's rookie uniform hits auction block. Okay. If those shorts could talk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Could What's sell it? for three point. Three plus million dollars. Whoa. See, I guess that's what you do if you have billions is mm-hmm. you just buy Wilt Chamberlain shorts or something. I guess. I don't think I'd want those shorts. Man. I hope they're cleaned. I have. So so Larry Kristoviak, he was widely considered the greatest Grizz and Big Sky Conference basketball player ever. He's f- from Montana. He grew up in Shelby, but then he went to his last two years of high school at Big Sky. My freshman year, the freshman jerseys were the old varsity jerseys from like the eighties when Larry Kostoviak played, then they retired those jerseys. So they let us keep them. So I oh, actually have cool. Larry Kostoviak's high school Jersey. I don't think it's worth $3.3 million. I actually probably think it's worth like $10, but you never know. Still cool. Or just wear it around. You think you fit oh, in Oh, <laughs> there's no chance. Uh, that was a long time ago. Okay. I don't think I get my fat head through the, <laughs> 
through you the could give top. it to your nephews. I could. Yeah. I need to find it. But find I, out what it's worth first. I'm certain it's I'm certain it's in some categorized box in my mother's garage. Okay. Well, I'm we'll sure. We'll see if she lets me take it. I guarantee you, after she listens to this, she will have it ready for you. <laughs> uh, good. Well, thanks for swinging by. A Chicken Does No Sports presented by Hot House Yoga and the Hype House. Uh, fun one. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. A little cure for you here on your Thursday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Appreciate you for joining in. It's time now for Diamond Time, where we highlight conversations about all things baseball, Major League Baseball, high school and American Legion baseball from around the state of Montana, and a high priority on Missoula Paddleheads baseball. We are proud uh, once again, I believe almost a decade, if not over a decade, to be the official affiliates of the Missoula Osprey, now Missoula Paddleheads, a Missoula's minor league baseball team. And our guy, the voice of the Paddleheads, Jeff Safford, he's back from vacation. Safford, what's up, my man? How you doing? How's the wedding? Oh, it was pretty sweet, Coulter. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Uh, great friend from college, visited with, and really pretty lucky to have a, this group of guys that we all we're in the dorms together, freshman year at the University of Oregon, all stayed in contact, and big bulk of us were all at this wedding celebrating Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez. So shout out to those guys. It was awesome, but glad to be back here in the booth as well. Well, very cool. We will be talking uh, all the way around the world of baseball, but the uh, the Paddlehead's back in action. They're off to another great start uh, here for the third year in a row. And we are going to have a new podcast series for you, courtesy of our guy, Jeff Safford. He will be bringing you inside the dugout of the Missoula Paddleheads as part of Diamond Time, each probably presented by Northwest Motorsport. Check out nwmsrocks.com to check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, The debut episode of this, you'll be able to find this on our podcast channels, probably starting tomorrow, I think, is when we'll we'll actually upload the full podcast. We're going to play an excerpt of this uh, today. Jeff, I'll just let you set this up. First of all, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, Who's our first guest here on Inside the Dugout? Well, first guy we're talking to, figured fittingly, he oftentimes sits at the top of the order. So why not start at the top and go to Patrick Chung, guy that's 
came to Missoula last season, and his story coming to Missoula was a very unique one. He started in Idaho Falls, actually with the Chuckers, for a few weeks, got released there. Missoula had some injury issues at middle infield spot. At one point, Cam Thompson and McLean O'Connor were both out with injuries. So they bring Chung in for about 10 days. Then one of the two of them comes back. Chung is released a second time, only to be brought back to Missoula, if you're following me, a second time. And then once he's here a second time, he takes off and has a lot of success at the plate. Now, he works a lot in the offseason, and he's even looked better yet offensively than he did a year ago. Average close to 400 at the top of the order. Just outstanding production. Also, has just looked completely different defensively than where he was a season ago as well. I mean, the range defensively, throwing and fielding, just completely 180. So clearly put a lot of work into the offseason as well. So it's been cool to see this kind of whole thing come full circle for Patrick Chung this season. Here's Jeff's interview with the Missoula Paddlehead standout second baseman. So these first couple weeks of the season have been very successful for you and the team. After the first week in Billings, team batting average was hovering around 250. It didn't feel like a bad week offensively, but it didn't seem like you had fully gotten it rolling. But after that point, your offense has just taken off, especially in games played here in this ballpark. What has been the key for your offense to really get it rolling here in the last couple of weeks? I think, uh, you know, we've always had, we've always known we've had the uh, the ability to really put uh, big innings and big swings up. Uh, it was just a matter of uh, getting settled in. Um, you know, even though we had a heck of a spring training, we were hitting the ball all over the yard, um, tr- transitioning to the game. There's always, there's always that little bit of, uh, of transition, um, little period of that. So we just had to get settled in there, I feel like. And, um, and, and, you know, like you said, you know, hitting here, playing here is just such a difference maker. There, there truly is a home field advantage when you're playing, uh, with these Missoula fans, um, behind you and uh we appreciate every bit of the support that they give us one last question inside the dugout thanks again to northwest motorsport for their support of this segment visiting with patrick chung second baseman of the missoula paddleheads now you just kind of touched on playing in zootown what has been your favorite part about playing in this city and this whole journey getting to this point oh man uh I think the list might be too long, Jeff. <laughs> um, just uh, the whole ins- the whole experience. Um, it's a beautiful ballpark. Um, the the fans are always bringing such great energy, um, especially during the peanut inning. You know, Sammy B and his crew do such a good job. Um, even the uh, the between inning uh, games are. Uh, innovative original um and 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 fun you know i sometimes find myself in the field kind of uh staring off uh not really focusing on the in-between uh inning ground balls just because i want to watch what's going on with the games and whatnot um and well, sometimes uh, you got to get involved too they got kids running on the field and stuff got get out of the way maybe oh man absolutely yeah it's uh it, it, it can get a little hectic uh especially that uh what's what's the what's the game with the uh where they were the the, the straps they're they're hooked to each other oh the aw snap aw snap yeah that's uh that always looks like quite a time um i think they had one where 
they had a stroller. I forget the names of these. Um, and you had to. They had to. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to keep track of all the crazy stuff Sammy B's doing. Also. Oh man, yeah, yeah. But uh, it makes for quite a time. You know, if if our bats are kind of in a lull, if the game's kind of boring, he does. He does what he does, and he still keeps it entertaining for for the fans and us, and keeps a, keeps the energy going. and And honestly, that that can make a difference for us, you know, to to kind of bring some life uh, to our dugout so that we can muster up some runs and you know win a ball game, win a close ball game, or whatnot. There you go, Patrick Chung, part of our new podcast series, highlighting some of the individual talents from the Missoula Paddleheads. It's part of our Diamond Time once a week, breaking down all things baseball here on Nuanas. Now, Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, will be the host of Inside the Dugout and will join us on Diamond Time pretty much every week here on Nuanas. Now, we'll break down what's coming up for the Paddleheads and what's been going on with Missoula's minor league baseball team right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. See, I love that. I love when Andrew plays the version of the song that's a live version. And then you even get something that you're kind of expecting, but then a little unexpected as well. What's better than Led Zeppelin? I don't really know. Somebody asked me the other day, you going to Robert Plant? I said, I'm not against going to Robert Plant at the Kettle House Amphitheater here in a couple weeks. But I don't really know how to really compartmentalize Robert Plant outside of the context of Led Zeppelin because Zeppelin is just absolutely one of my favorite bands ever. So... Uh, here we are. Either way, if you're going to Robert Plant, you're very much going to enjoy yourself. I'm sure it's going to be an absolutely killer concert, but uh, I need me some Zeppelin if I'm getting any dose of Plant. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on your Thursday. Missed anything in the show today? You can always find it on the Nuana is Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day, anytime you're there on the Montana State campus. Diamond Time rolls on. I'm talking all things baseball, including and specifically often about the Missoula Paddleheads. Missoula Paddleheads uh, off to a great start yet again, and uh, they got their third game. Of the their final game, excuse me, of the homestand and their third game in, in a row against the Glacier Range Riders. Then they're going to play a three-game set up in Kalispell starting tomorrow. Uh, but it, it's always a fun night down at the ballpark, on especially on a Thursday. Thirsty Thursdays rolling on down there at the ballparks. You got some great deals on the uh, the beverage side of things, but also the Paddleheads are going for uh, trying to extend what has been a pretty substantial winning streak and also looking for uh, at least a sweep of this home part of this six-game set with the Glacier Range Riders. Jeff, just take us through it. I mean, what's been going down with the Paddleheads? It seems like they've been playing really well uh, since the last time we caught up here on Nuanas Now. Absolutely, and the biggest thing has been kind of home cooking, so to speak. They've really just been able to dominate in this ballpark having won nine of ten games they've won seven or eight rather consecutive home games seven overall in a row coming into this one and the biggest part has been the offense they've averaged close to 12 runs per game in this run offensively and a little bit off that last night seven to three but not to be outlooked has been 
the starting pitching especially. Some bullpen guys, Austin Dill, the rookies, had a good year out of the pen. Returner Mark Simon from the last couple of years has had some good outings, but the starting pitching has been outstanding at times. Alfredo Villa was very good last night, as good as you'll see in the Pioneer League. He's returner from the league last year. He was with Grand Junction, league champion a year ago. He's had two outings now of seven-plus innings where he's just been just so strong. Last night, one point, he retired 15 in a row. Calvin Pilot, starter tonight for Missoula. He's won in his three starts that he's had, 3-0 and coming in. And looking at it on the other side of things, Glacier, it just seems to me like they've played a little bit tight here, these first two games of this series. Coming in, knowing how much was on the line, looking at the Northern Division standings, the top two teams in the league overall coming in record-wise. And Glacier, they've... Looking at game one, they walked nine guys. They committed three errors. Last night, a couple of hit batsmen kind of left the door open for the paddleheads as well. So it's been those kind of small mistakes that have really made a difference so far in this series. And if you're the Range Riders, you just have to clean that up. The paddleheads, a very pro team with a lot of experience. You walk batters, you make errors, that sort of thing. That's what's going to get you beat. Jeff Stafford here on Nuwana's Now Diamond Time, presented by Northwest Motorsport. Check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, nwmsrocks.com. Glacier came into the this series with an 11-4 record, and the Paddleheads were 13-5. So this was a pivotal series. It still is a pivotal series. And now they got tonight's game in Missoula, the three more up in, uh, in the Flathead. Uh... Range Riders, new to the Pioneer League, there's several teams that are uh, sort of old-school Pioneer League teams, even with this transition to independent baseball, but the Range Riders are new. Uh, How have you seen them evolve here these first couple years, Jeff? What do you think of this squad that's in Missoula tonight? Well, you can definitely see that they're trying to, in a way, piggyback on the support of or the success of how the Paddleheads have built things, how the Flathead or the Range Riders, um, Glacier Range Riders, how they've been able to... um, bring back a lot of returning players. If you see, you'll see a lot of guys that were on this roster last year just looking at their starting lineup. Gabe Howell, returner. Dean Miller, returner. Ben Fitz or Austin Bates, a returner. Ryan Cash, Ben McConnell. That's just to name a few. Number of players in their pitching rotation. Noah Barros, who started game one of this series, a returner from a season ago. So they've tried to bring back a number of players that were around last year create a winning culture in their clubhouse, and they're on their way. And like any new franchise, they've had some turnover in the coaching staff as well. New new manager this year, this year Stu Peterson, actually the father of Jock Peterson, the um, Major League Baseball player with the Giants. That's kind of an interesting factoid, but maybe we'll look to get a new culture established there with the new manager this season. And with these returners coming in and that fancy ballpark they got out there on the Flathead, that is a fabulous facility, by the way, if you haven't been out there. Flathead Field. It's in between Whitefish and Kalispell. Just an amazing facility. And excited to see it kind of fully complete for the first time when the Paddleheads go out there tomorrow. Because last season it was kind of a lot of, I guess you could say, sawdust, so to speak, still left around. The clubhouses weren't completed yet. A lot of still things around the ballpark. Not 100% finished, but a lot more established this year. So, excited to see it. A little bit less than an hour. Jeff Safford will be back on these here radio airwaves. 
on the call tonight for the Missoula Paddleheads game against the Glacier Range Riders. Final home game for a little bit before the Paddleheads uh, head out on the road and are looking to fortify what is already a three-game lead here in the first half of the Pioneer League race. This has been Diamond Time, presented by Northwest Motorsport. Jeff, thanks for uh, being with us. Good to hear from you, man. Uh, glad your trip went well, and uh, glad to have you back in the booth tonight. We'll uh, talk to you soon, uh, but thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, no problem, Coulter. Uh, look forward to seeing some good baseball through the weekend, and we'll chat again soon, I'm sure. Jeff Stafford. Best in the biz, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. The low numbers keep on rolling at the United States Open. Brian Harmon right now is six under through 10 holes. Wyndham Clark is five under through 12 holes. Rory McIlroy is five under through 10 holes. And Harris English is four under through 13 holes. Phil Mickelson's also putting a nice round together. He's three under uh, through 13 holes. Sam Bennett, Dustin Johnson, each at three under uh, through 10 and 11 holes, respectively, as well. Cam Smith also making a little bit of a charge. He's two under through 11. So uh, leader in the clubhouse after round one so far, Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley each shot 62s. Lowest opening round scores in U.S. Open history. Unbelievable uh, the, the way that those guys were able to take away the L.A. Country Club, just take apart the L.A. Country Club uh, earlier here today. Appreciate you for joining us. Rajim Seabrook be back in the saddle with us tomorrow. We'll also have some continued uh, Shrine Game coverage as well. Updated U.S. Open scores, more NBA Finals reaction, and our eternally lingering baseball discussions from the last week or so. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Thanks so much for being here. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.